You know, Rachel has this saying, hope is not a strategy. I love that you're giving me credit for that, but for sure, I got it from John Maxwell, and he probably got it from, like, George Washington. So Rachel stole a saying, (laughs) hope is not a strategy, and we've put it on water bottles. That's true. We have, because we are very intentional about our life, our relationship. How do we show up as partners, as business owners, and as parents? And so this week in a throwback episode, we're going to take you through how we plan our Everything. lives. Like all the things. With any kind of chaotic life, if you think you're going to figure it out once you get to the chaos, you are wrong. Yeah, it's like when you are trying to eat healthy and you wait until you're starving to figure out what to eat. Bad choice. Bad choice. Like your chances of actually sticking to the diet you wanted to stick to are pretty slim. In the same way that if you are hoping that you're going to show up as a calm and collected parent and you wait until your toddler's throwing a fit in the aisle at Target to try and decide how you're going to deal with her, you're probably not going to be the best version of yourself. So to hear a little of how we get all our ducks in a row take a listen was that a bad way to go out it to feels the episode? fine it oh, feels, i mean i don't know that i've ever heard you use the term ducks in a row all right so leave that in and let's instead say so if you want to hear how we hit the target when we shoot the oh, bow and arrow bloody. what all right leave that out just here you go guys fail hi guys i'm rachel hollis and i'm dave hollis and we're married for like 14 years. And together for 16. We have kids. Four kids. Which is like a thousand kids. We've also been foster parents to four kids as well. We're running a business together. We do a lot of things. That is a lot of things. <laughs> but we feel like it's possible, we know it's possible, to have an exceptional relationship regardless of the stresses you have in your life. That's why we decided to do a podcast together. It's called Rise Together. So if you want some tips and tricks on how we kind of get through all the things. This is it. Come on down. Here we go. <laughs> we are recording episode four on the floor of our closet. And I want to tell you that we're close to this not being our reality, but we did talk to our architect yesterday <laughs> about how long it's going to take until the office is ready to inhabit. And it's a minute. Oh, yeah. There's going to be at least a full season of Rise Together. So on the floor of this closet. Let's just, you know, let's buckle up. Take it in. Get ready. Here we are, coming at you. The fun thing is, like, when we're recording episodes and our legs start to fall asleep or our butts start to fall asleep because we're, like, sitting crisscross applesauce in a closet. Why a closet, you ask? Sound. Sound. Um, it probably still doesn't sound great. Our, our sound editor is probably laughing that we think this is good quality, but it's definitely better than the car. Oh, it's much better than the Mini Cooper. Or it's definitely better than just like our living room that is very echoey because we haven't really decorated anything here. And we have a thousand kids and a dog. so Which are loud. So here we go. Today's episode, that was a good segue actually, because uh, we do have a thousand kids and a Mini Schnauzer and a fish and a company and and a bunch of plans for the future so let's talk about planning planning Uh, you know what you are a punk because you were looking me dead in the eye that's right and you knew i wanted you to say that word with me in unison and you purposely withheld that is right we should do an episode on not withholding from your partner hello oh i didn't mean it like that Uh, dirty bird i'm sorry okay we're going to talk about planning 
because it is a question that we get quite a lot from people is like, how do you guys plan out your week? So the last two episodes have been a little bit more serious. This one is like tactical, tactical maneuvers. Tactical. Tactical. Rachel always talks about, I don't want to get some big chase your dreams kind of speech from someone. I want to get the tactical. How do you do the things you do? Well, it's like a fake out. It's like when someone is like, oh, watch this webinar where you're going to learn how to do Instagram. And then you watch it. And all it is is like just this like really vague ideas. But if you want the real juice, you can buy this $400 program. You know what? Shut up. I don't like it. Keep your program to yourself. Come on. Let's let's give them some real advice. So here's what we actually do and have been doing for at least a year. This is kind of like at least a year in play about being really intentional about our week. And this started actually because we had gone to, I know you guys, all we do is talk about personal growth conferences, but we're really passionate about them if you can't tell. And not just ours. You don't need to go to ours. Go to Brennan Burchard. Go to Tony Robbins. Go to Ed Milet. Go to any of these people that are just speaking wisdom and truth and challenging you where you are. But we had gone to a personal growth conference. Come to ours, too. But Also going. come to ours. It's September 21st and 22nd. <laughs> <laughs> You'll hear an ad about it in a minute. Um, but, uh, yeah, we had gone to this conference, and we were like, you know what? We really want to have – that's when we started to say we want to have an exceptional marriage. We want to not just be good. We want to be great. What does that look like to us, which is the first thing you have to identify? And if you haven't listened to episode two, you should go back and give that a gander because that is all about setting those core values for your relationship. But also, we were like, how can we have this relationship? We probably need to be more intentional about it. Hope is not a strategy. Hope is not a strategy, guys. Just hoping you're going to get better will not make it You will not get better. You, I mean, like, you can luck into a momentary blip of better, but sustaining long-term better version of your relationship is not something that will happen by chance. Absolutely. Period. Also, I have long lived by this saying that the only time anyone ever gets upset is when they are surprised. Mm. And so as chaos has continued to multiply in our life, Getting ahead of and being really clear on who's doing what and when and how we're going to manage our personal lives and our couple life and our children and our jobs and every other thing that comes with it ahead of when it happens has really kept us from being surprised by almost anything and in the absence of surprise kept us from getting upset. Yeah. It's also, here's the thing that a lot of people do. They're like, I want to work on our relationship. We need to be more intentional about date nights. We need to be more intentional about intimacy. We need to da-da-da-da-da. This kind of planning is the foundation that makes that possible. Because I'll tell you what, you can plan to be more intimate. You can plan to have an incredible sex life all day long. But if... On Thursday, the wheels fell off the bus and someone forgot to pick up the dog at the groomers and you're both stressed out because you didn't remember that there's a science project due to If all these things, if your lack of planning stresses you out all day, what do you think the likelihood is that you guys are going to have, you know, mind-blowing sex later tonight? Very low. Maybe for a guy, it doesn't matter. But for a woman, we are in our heads. We are cerebral creatures when it comes to that. And... 
uh, sex was just the direction I chose, but you have to plan for the foundation for the, for the wheels to move smoothly if you want to get anywhere. So yeah. don't just plan like the icing on the cake. You've got to also plan to bake the cake in the first place. People are always so surprised by the consistency of our date night. And the thing is, it's not hard. No. It's that we... It's a habit. Have help. That's a good tagline. It's not hard. It's a habit. It's not hard. It's we will a habit. sell those shirts at couples conference. Trademark. <laughs> um, it, it, we, we know that we have a sitter set up on Thursday nights between now and the end of time. Mm -hmm. It's not a question of whether or not we're going to have someone. And by the way, not everyone can afford a sitter. So some some of you will have to just be a little bit creative in how you do a, an exchange with another couple that you are in relationship with. Hey, if you take our kids on Wednesdays, I'll take your kids on Thursdays or whatever. But we know up front that the, the things that we need to unlock the thing that we want exist. Yeah. And, it, and for us, it's about laying the foundation with a solid plan. Yeah. So here are some of our best tips and tricks and tactics to planning out your life as a couple, whether you have children or pets or don't. This is just the stuff that we do. Yeah. So let's start big picture. Big picture. Quarterly planning. It, again, episode two talks about what are those core values that matter to you in your relationship and knowing what they are in advance. When we sit down and plan out the next quarter, which we're about to do right now, because all of a sudden we're like, oh, it's the end of July and we have been moving and we haven't done that. When we plan out the next quarter, it really is just setting the tone for what we want to happen in the next few months. That's really important because, you know, if you don't if you don't have a target to aim at, guess what? You're not going to get there. But also because just from a practical standpoint, I don't want a life that is filled with only work. And that is very easy for us to fall into because we have big careers and we have a big company and everything's moving so fast. It is really really important for my soul for my soul to have rest and not like, you know, take a nap rest, though that would be lovely. To me, rest looks like, a, you know, we're taking two days in August and we're going to a spa, just the two of us having a couple days to reconnect with each other. We're talking about wanting to take a vacation with the family to go on holiday this December. To me, that is rest. Yeah. And if we do not plan those, you guys, if we do not plan things like that so far in advance, we'll, we have this, ha we have had this happen where nine months go by and we're like, we have not left this cycle because we didn't plan for it. What's also important is there are seasonal differences in each quarter that if you get ahead of them will yes. transform your ability to navigate that season. Dang, so, that's so good. Right? Like right now, we're in summer. If we waited to plan how summer was going to show up for, you know, our kids with a camp experience or a sports experience or how we were handling sitters or whatever it might be, once we got to summer, we'd have been completely without a plan. Mm -hmm. You cannot wait until you get into the season to plan the season. So we 
months ago. That's like waiting. That's like waiting until you're hungry to figure out what you're going to eat and oh. wondering why you keep blowing your diet. You're in trouble. Yeah. So as we look at the next conversation we're going to have, here we are, end of end of July. We're going to start thinking about what back to school looks like. How how do we as a family prepare? For this transition from summer break into school. In a new city where they don't know anybody. Like this is a big back to school. We're looking from a business perspective at what ends up being some big pulse moments. Like this couples conference is a thing that we're going to really have a bunch of activity around. So what do we have to do as a couple to make sure that we stay connecting through bursts where work gets a little more complicated, gets a little more exciting, gets a little more time intensive? Um, we're going to ultimately have a holiday season. You know, this is a little further than three months of planning, but I want to get a handle on what we're doing for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. as early as possible. Yeah, for travel so that, and all yeah, that. We yeah, we can plan it so that we can honestly manage the relationships that we have among all of the family so that no one is surprised by what our plan as people who now live further away from them are doing when it comes to eating turkey, all right, <laughs> all that stuff. But yeah. if you wait until you're in the season, you're going to be in trouble. If you can get ahead of it, man, can you manage expectations better, but also be better prepared to make it through in as healthy and with as much momentum as possible. Absolutely. The second thing that we do, so that's looking at quarterly and making sure that quarterly we are uh, that our values, our relationship values, are present in our quarterly planning. The second thing we do is weekly planning. Sunday night has been the night that we tend to plan our week. We do it as a habit on Sundays. We have decided to use an app that helps facilitate planning. This is not an ad. This is not an ad. Yeah, we just actually use this app. Guess what? We use a thing thing called Cozy and we use it in part because it's free. it's, (laughs) it's, It's free, but also because it's a single place where the two of us where the people who help us with our kids, where uh, our days can live in a way that we each can see what the other is up to. When am I working out versus when are you working out? What are we having for dinner Mm -hmm. so that we can actually build a grocery list? What time do the kids have this activity versus that activity? Who needs to take them? Who's picking up? And in the app, it allows you to assign who's responsible of the people that are in our community to do each of these things. And again, Even dogs in there. It, like, oh, Jeffrey has a grooming appointment today. Yep. Like, who's taking Jeff to the groomer? Like, that's in the app. Yep. And and again, back to my, you know, you only get frustrated or upset when you're surprised. Negotiating who's doing what on a Sunday night is emotionless. Yeah. I mean, it's, I guess there could be a time when it's like, man, I got to do everything because you're out of town. But it, there really isn't a lot when you say, hey, look, I can take the kids to school on Tuesday if you can do Monday and mm-hmm. Wednesday. If you want to work out on Thursday, I'd love to be able to work out on Friday. That conversation happening while you're looking at a week snapshot, there's just a lot less emotion wrapped mm-hmm. in it. And it's just a practical, all right, let's get into it. Then when you show up to Wednesday... You already know what's happening. You're not relitigating who's got to pick up or what's for dinner. It just helps you get through your day in a, an unbelievably easier way. And I, I want to say, I don't know that we've ever sat down to plan on Sunday nights like, yeah, it's time. It's Let's planning do it. time. We're always like, oh, okay, here we go. It, always. Because it's just, you know, you got to now shift gears. You're getting out of that Sunday night headspace relaxation mode that you were in. You've got to. 
but it really makes all the difference in the world. It is worth the 20 minutes that it takes to sit down and plan it so that we both know what's happening. And oftentimes that's when we would find out like, you know, oh, hey, I've got to go to Atlanta tomorrow. And like Dave doesn't even know because we, you know, we're, we're, our schedules are so crazy. We don't tend to look at that. But even if you don't have crazy schedules, maybe you're just using that opportunity to make sure that you have that date night. Okay, well, who's going to watch the kids? So how's that going to be facilitated? Where are we going to go? Maybe we get to start dreaming about what fun thing we're going to do on date night. But we set that intention on Sunday, which gives us something to look forward to. Absolutely. Absolutely. In the weekly planning conversation, we're getting into meals, right? Like if you wait, like Rachel said, until you get to dinner to choose what to make, the chances that you're going to make something that is either delicious or healthy or both are just less. So we're really deliberate about picking out meals ahead of time. We tell our kids what they're having ahead of time. It's not a negotiation. Hey, this is what you're having for dinner on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and the times that we have been the absolute best version of ourselves is when we've also done some meal prepping yeah. on Sunday yeah. where you know the kind of snacks that you want to be able to have during the day. If you can, cut up the carrots. Mm-hmm. or I did that the, on Sunday. Right? Yeah. Like, and by the way, I don't know that anything in the world makes me feel like I am winning at life than a prepped refrigerator. Oh, for sure. Like hard-boiled eggs. I, I prepped all my veggies. I sliced up my lemon for my water. I did all the stuff, and the kids knew too. So then I was able to say to them, like, these are the snacks that you can have here. You're not going to eat graham crackers. Like, reach for this, these veggies. Yeah. So that nothing makes me feel more successful in the whole world than, like, our food being prepped. So Sunday becomes a great prep day for it. And if Sunday's not your day, do it on Thursday. Do it on Saturday. It doesn't matter when. It just it matters that you make time for it. Yeah. So the other thing we do was the notes app on our iPhones. So if you've never used that, you can, you can create a checklist and then you can share, you can have like a shared note. So Dave and I have a shared note on our phones that says, we had it before we moved to Texas, that said like Texas to do. And now we have one that says Texas to do 2.0, which is like the, the next level of all the stuff we still have to do for this house, for our business. Things like get a Texas license. We don't have that yet. Yeah. And, and it's a, as you're going through your week in real time, one or the other of us add to the list. We pull it up on Sundays to take a look at what now exists that maybe didn't the last week we were in the room. If I'm going through my work to-dos, I'll pull up that notes page and add the things that I know I can take off that list to my to-dos and uh, either find a way to do it or at least give some gauge on when I can get to it, knowing whatever other priorities exist in life. Um, but man, just as a way to kind of keep a constant running list in a way that doesn't feel like a nag, doesn't feel like, hope you know. Hope is not a strategy. Hope is not a strategy, <laughs> but also um, just keeping both parties connected on what needs to be done. We talked about like a problem comes up and it's us against the problem. A sm- not the problem separating us. Not the yeah. problem separating us, but like a to-do list is a list of tiny problems. Mm-hmm. And we're intentional about who's going to take care of this thing on the list, but making sure that there's visibility so it never feels like there's a wild imbalance of, 
I'm doing all of the things or you're doing all of the things. Hey, my week is chaotic. I can't get to as many things on this to-do list. I'm going to need you to do these you know, handful of things since I've got a busier schedule in the week ahead. Mm-hmm. I would also say, here's a word from our sponsor. No, <laughs> we're trying to be better about making a place that an ad would go. And that was the worst segue ever. But here's a word. It's not even a sponsor. It's us. Hey guys, if you can even believe it, our documentary is coming back to a theater near you. Babe, where's it going to be? Well, we had a documentary. It came out in theaters in August, and it's coming back to theaters. That, that's what I just said. On January 2nd. Yes. And again on January 9th. Yes. And it is in theaters nationwide and also in Canada. Yes. If you have ever been curious at what one of our live events is like, this is the Rise Women's Conference. Uh, it's a two-day conference that we throw every single year, and this is a documentary about that whole weekend for the cost of a movie ticket. There's a 90-minute feature-length documentary that is followed by a 30-minute coaching session from Rachel. The coaching comes directly out of Girl Stop Apologizing. So for 15 bucks or less, you can come into a theater, have some community, watch what a live event looks like, and get a great coaching. It's an amazing night. January 2nd and January 9th at a theater near you. For more information, you're going to go to Fandango, Adam Tickets, AMC. Regal, Regal. Cinemark, Cinemark, Cineplex. Cineplex. Or FathomEvents.com. Okay, what a great segue wow. back out of an ad. That was a really good, good intro times. and outro. Outro. But let's get to how we plan day-to-day. Because I... How you we know, plan or how we just do life day-to-day? Well, I think that this is how the planning shows up day-to-day. Oh, so yeah. for me, like, you set, you set like, the top of, oh, gosh, I hate to use this word because it sounds like marketing, but, like, you start at the top of the funnel. No, no, let's flip it. The base of the mountain. The base of the mountain is what does this relationship look like for a quarter? Like, what are we doing for a quarter? Then a little bit further up is how are we doing this every week? So, like, what does our planning look like every week? Now, for me, I'm a little bit more into this than you are, but I think it's the most powerful thing in the whole wide world is what does planning look like every single day? So I am really into setting your intention for the day and making your list and in the morning so you know where you're going to carry out all those things. The very best version of me is... Start the day with a gratitude meditation, Uh, just taking 15 minutes to focus on the things that I'm grateful for so that when I go to plan or when I go to set my goals for the day, I I am coming from a place of possibility. So you could right now just set, you know, start writing down, here's the things that I want to accomplish today, and that's great. But if you do that from a place of where you've just thought for 15 minutes about all the ways you're blessed all of the gifts in your life, all of the good things that have happened, then you just see more possibility. I don't know how else to explain it. Like the world is your oyster. Anything can happen. Look at all the blessings I already have. Look at all the good things that have already happened. Probably more good things are going to happen. Now let me write my list of goals. So I start with a gratitude meditation and then I do some quick journaling, uh, just making sure that I am setting like here's what I'm grateful for. Here's things that would make today awesome. And then I've talked about this quite a bit, but every single day I write down the 10 dreams I have for my life and I write them as if they've already happened. 
So these are things like, I am an exceptional wife. I am an exceptional mother. Those are everyday things that can affect. And then there's big stuff like, I am on Super Soul Sunday. Like just big, crazy, audacious dreams. But I write them as if they've already happened. Because I think that your brain, if you say, I want to make a million dollars. I want to make $100,000. I want to get out of debt. What I think your brain focuses on, and I have no science to back this up, but what I think your brain focuses on is want to. That I'm not there. You're not there. It's already, all your brain is seeing is a barrier between where you are and want to, where you want to go. But I think when you write down a bold statement like that, as if it's already happened, your brain starts trying to help you figure out subconsciously the things that will make that true. And I have seen this happen over and over and over in my life. This practice is, I believe, a huge reason why I've had a lot of the success that I have is that every day I am intentional about writing down where I'm going. And then from those 10 things, then, okay, what's the one thing that I'm going to focus on today that's going to get me closer to one of these dreams? What's the one thing that I'm going to do? And from there, I'm able to build out my day. Gratitude, focus, one thing. Yep. And now, and then we're going and then we're off. I don't do that. <laughs> you should. I respect that you it do that. It would be so good for you. Yeah. And the thing is, I, when you were doing it, tried to do it and it just, my brain was wired a little bit differently than your brain was wired. Trying is failing. Trying is failing. Yep. You ever heard that? I have heard it. Do I got or a do not. There is no try. Yeah. Yoda. Um, the, 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 you know, like for me, I am, I'm a creature of habit. When I am at my best, I am getting up at the same time. I am eating the same thing. I am doing the same physical activity. I am getting myself into game shape so that as soon as I then pivot into what I need to accomplish for the day, I'm at a, at a higher level. I'm, I'm at a better place. So, uh, you know, I do like the gratitude work and that's been as much for anything else, if you know that you have to write down 10 things that you're grateful for at the beginning of the day, you will spend your day looking for things that you're grateful for. It just changes your mindset and you cannot be both grateful and any negative emotion at the exact same time. So gratitude's a big thing and I do, I do certainly subscribe to that. I tend to be more of a calendar dictates a little bit of how I'm thinking about prioritizing what I need to accomplish at the beginning of a day to be ready for whatever is on the calendar. So if I've got meetings with individuals on the team that do certain things, being conscientious of what I want to get out, the outcome I'm looking for from that meeting and what you know preparation I could do to make that outcome a more realistic possibility. Um, but for me, it's I want to get up at the same time. I want to run the same three and a half miles. I want to eat that same boring thing of oatmeal. And then I want to, you know, jump into the day and be ready to go chase whatever is on the calendar. And for us, there's something different on the calendar every single day. So starting with something that's a constant, I think just primes me in a way that just, you know, no matter what the day will throw at us, has me more ready to take it on. Love that. All right. The last thing, though, we could get on a massive soapbox about this is if you are going to plan out your life, if you are going to set goals, if you are going to have dreams, if you are going to reach for more, especially if you have kids, but even if you don't, 
you better also ask yourself the question, who is going to help us get here? Who, like, you can't, if you have children, you can't have a date night unless you have someone to watch those kids. If you have, um, you both have a business trip at the same time, you're not going to successfully navigate that unless you plan in advance. So who in your life, be it um, if you have babysitters, if you have family, maybe you um, have an assistant at work, maybe you have friends, but like who in your community is going to help you get there slash ask for help? Yeah. Ask for help. Yeah. What in the world? Do you all understand how much help we have? We sit like we are the king and queen of this. We really are. And it's taken a while to get here because it's not something that I felt super comfortable with when we first got married because it's like, oh, well, it feels, I don't know, it feels weird to have someone help clean the house once a month. And then it was, well, is it, are we like ridiculous to have someone come clean the house once a week? We have a full-time housekeeper. I'm going to say it. No, Dave's like, don't say it. I say it in the new book. It's a chapter in the new book. Well. It is. No, here's why. Here's why, guys. Let's get into this for a second. Because if you look at our life with our staff of like 12 people now and we've moved to Texas and I'm on stage of speaking and we're traveling all over the world. If you look at our life and you think that we do it without help, you are going to feel bad about who you are and where you are. And you're going to beat yourself up because you're like, man, I can't even like get a workout in and they're over there crushing the world. Yo, we're crushing the world because we ask for help. Now, we didn't always have the help that we had. We started out poor as church mice, just like most people. And we, like exactly like I said, when we first got married, we had a pretty big fight over... Who does what? Who does what? Yeah. And because we both worked full time and we were struggling with like, who's going to do this thing? And then we just realized like, oh, neither one of us want to clean the toilet. Well, first of all, I will say... We started with some arguments that were based on gender norms that have existed sure. forever and ever. In we both, both our both our families, right? We both up. we both came out of families where mothers stayed at home, and man, for women who are listening who stay at home, you are the hero of heroes. Oh, like I girl. don't, I can or men, or, or, we have or some stay at home daddies. Good for but you. That that to me is like it's the toughest job, and there are people who have that strength. And I don't have that, mm-hmm. and Rachel does not have mm-hmm. that. And so when we first were getting into conversation of who does what, to be honest, some of it was men don't do these things, women do do these things, and the you know like conversation around women doing more chores or doing more cooking provoked a conversation about our choosing to live in a relationship that said we are equally responsible for every part of our relationship. Mm -hmm. And that was a wholesale change from the way that I grew up necessarily and the way that I think you grew up. But when we made that decision, then it was on us as a collective to find solutions. You against the problem, not the problem separating you. Us against the problem, but uh, yeah. And so when when I realized, well, wait a second, I don't like cleaning and up. me and either I, it was 
well, how much more do we have to hustle? Yeah. How much that's what we did. less do we have to spend on fast food? We gave how much... up we gave up like dinners out in order to be able to afford that. Because again, that was a value to us. We did not want to scrub the toilet. And so we gave up in order to have that in our lives and we thought it was a fantastic choice. The first they came once a month, then it was like every other week, and then as we made a little bit more money it was once a week. And then um we had we got a babysitter or we got a nanny, a part time nanny when Jackson was born. And that was really helpful. It was hard because I'd never navigated being a new mom and now someone else is in my house and but that was really helpful because it made it possible for me to go back to work eventually and keep building this business. And then a few years ago we were all drowning. We had you know, we have a lot of kids, guys. We have very demanding careers. And we couldn't keep up with with the housework, and we started eating really bad food, and we just were like, man, we'd really love some help. And then we were like, we can't afford this. And pride was the thing, if I could be honest. Like pride or the reaction of other people. Oh, yeah. Even we're going to get angry notes because I said we had a housekeeper. We're 100% will, and that's okay. Because you know what? That comment wasn't for you who might judge us for that. That comment was for the woman listening to this who feels like she's drowning and will not raise her hand above the water and ask for help because she's worried about being judged. Yeah. I talk about this in the book, too. The new book that comes out, there's an entire chapter called Ask for Help. And I talk about there was this celebrity who I will not name who went on the Today Show, very big lifestyle influencer. She has a huge career. Husband has a huge career. She's got, or she was releasing a new product, and they asked her, you know, you have these kids and you have these businesses and your husband's so busy. How do you do it? And she said, oh, you know, I'm just really organized. And I was like, screw you. Because I know, I know for a fact that you have a staff, not a helper, a staff, not only at work, but at home. And the problem is, is that the mom in Ohio, who's already judging herself, she just watched you say that. And she's thinking, dang, this woman just is organized. I'm a piece of crap because I need to be. No, 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 you're not. If you want to operate at a higher level in anything, in business, or you want your relationship, you want, maybe need to ask for some help to make that happen. The point is, guys, you are never going to get to the spot you want to be, the relationship you want to be, the things that you want to do if you don't figure out who can help you get there. Period. Plan ahead. Look at the base of your mountain. That's the quarter. Look at the middle of your mountain. <laughs> that's, this is a dumb analogy. But that's week by week, day by day. It's a habit, right? It's a thing that you choose. But if you get into the habit of planning ahead, you will be shocked at how much more space, how much more freedom, how much stress it alleviates off your life and your relationship because you're intentional about where you're going. More than anything, if you know the relationship you want, your calendar has to reflect the relationship that you want. So if you aren't thinking ahead to how you need to intentionally show up in your life to get the relationship that you want, you will not get it because hope is not a strategy. Planning deliberately, intentionally showing up for life the way that you want to is the only way to unlock the life that you want and that you deserve. Love that. 
Hey, honey, I have a new book coming out. I've read it. It made me cry at the end. I was so proud of your work. Would you say that it's at least as good as Girl, Wash Your Face? I would not say that it's at least at least as good because I think it is better than Come Girl, on. Wash Your Face. I cried in part because I imagined Noah Hollis, our daughter, knowing one day that the woman who wrote that book and changed the way that she thinks about how a woman can or can't be in the world lives in our house and is her mother. Babe. It's real. So if you are curious what the book's all about, you can go on to basically anywhere books are sold, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target, Walmart.com, and check out the description. But the intention here was this is for the dreamers. This is for the hustlers, for the goal setters, for anybody who wants to achieve something and is curious about the steps that you need to take and also how you can, as a woman, chase down a dream without shame. The good news, too, if you like the sweet, sweet voice of that Rachel Hollis, who was just speaking two seconds me, me, ago, me, me, me. she does the audio narration on Audible, and that's available for pre-order right this second.